everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hello, ECC friends, uh, wherever you may be, whether you're sitting here on Wednesday when we're airing this or whether or not you're catching this later, we are happy to be a part of your lives. Thanks for letting us in for a couple minutes. And I am Jim Ehrman, teaching pastor here, and I'm with Lauren Patches. <laughs> Lauren, um, as many of you might know, Lauren, as well as Mike Winger, are helping to lead our new counseling work. Hey, can we get an update? How's it going? When yeah. can I get help? <laughs> so, <laughs> or support, uh... sorry, the proper word, support. <laughs> So, yeah, we are excited. Um, things are moving along. We're really uh, happy with how things are going. Um, Micah's is uh, pretty full seeing, seeing clients. I've been taking a few more on, still leaving time for administrative work and things like that. Um, but, no, we are excited. We are hoping to have the house rem- start remodeling the house um, behind Gateway mm-hmm. Um well, it seems to be getting pushed back, but hopefully in January, starting in January, and then our goal is to be have like an opening in April. So yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yes. the pandemic pushback. Yeah. So just so you all know, that house that we're talking about is the brick house that's out by the road, mm-hmm. and it is a perfect spot for what we're trying mm-hmm. to do there. Yeah. And Lauren's doing a lot of work. We're also, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into starting something like this. So great mm-hmm. job, poor Lauren's like probably doing internet research on how to take insurance and stuff like that. So it's, uh, and we're getting a lot of consultation from other um, mm-hmm. ministries and professionals yeah. in the area. So I'm yeah. really impressed with how we're going about it. Good, good work. But yeah. we're here to talk about uh, this weekend. We had Joe Bomberger here. And yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take a minute because I was at an event last night and a bunch of people, friends of our community were there and they're like, hey, what exactly is Joel's relationship to our church? And I want to explain to you what a resource evangelist is. One of the things I love about effort of community churches, when we recognize that someone carries an anointing for something, we really do attempt to invest in that person with the belief that one, we're forwarding something God's doing in the world. And number two, we're a big believer in impartation. It's something that they mm-hmm. carry. Because we sow into who they are, mm-hmm. we get to reap some of that benefit yeah. or even blessing or gifting and anointing. And so we have chosen to make Joel Bomberger a resource evangelist, which means we simply invest in his and his wife ministry. And we have him back every couple times a year. This is probably, I think, his second time in the last six months. And we say, Joel, tell us what you think God's doing in the world. And I don't know about you, I loved hearing yeah. it. There's something about the stories mm-hmm. and also just his... um I don't just want to say boldness, but his intentionality to believe that God wants to yeah. speak all the time. Anyway, I, th- I thought it was a great weekend. How about yeah. you? No, I thought it was... I feel like it's always a pleasure and always like an honor to have someone like, hey... Take the time to. I, he's so busy. He travels so much, um, but yeah, just the anointing that he carries was just really awesome for him to come and speak. And I personally was just touched by the stories um, that he shared, um, and just really felt yeah the Holy Spirit and and being able to. So I actually watched it at home, um, and I still was just really touched, um, and just even yeah felt a fire restart in um, in my heart, just to, for evangelism, for reaching people that I love, um, for like friends that I've had who um, you know were were Christians walking with the Lord, and now I you know I feel like I've kind of walked away a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, just... I'm with you. I there was something he had three points. The first one he started off and just reminded us. 
hey, light always wins when it shows mm-hmm. up in darkness. And um, and I thought that was a great reminder. I was sitting there, I'm like, okay, physics-wise, do I actually believe that? But he's right that even the smallest little tea-like candle in a really big dark room, mm-hmm. black room, blacked-out room, can still have a, a disproportionately powerful effect to the size that it is. And so I was reminded of that, too, that, you know, Jim, it's not whether or not you have the skills or the exact thing to say in a moment. It's about being obedient to shining something into mm-hmm. that moment. And mm-hmm. and I mean, it could go down to even like there's negativity around your family holiday table. What's it mean to be light in that moment and kind of switch that spirit yeah. of complaining or negativity in a direction and trust that God will disproportionately make you effective at what you're doing. It's one of the things when I was mm-hmm. listening that really stood out to me. Yeah. 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 And yeah, no matter yeah what that looks like, mm-hmm. taking those opportunities and praying for those divine appointments and those people um, in your life as well. That's something that really challenged me yeah. as well. I, 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 I thought also he went on to talk about, I, I, I did the sermon discussion notes and I said, man, there's three things that he nailed. One, when light shows up, it dispels darkness. Number two, when God comes among us, oppression gets broken. And then number three, I wrote down, his kingdom is ever increasing and God's own zeal will accomplish this. So, you know, on that second one, I was like, uh, that when Jesus shows up, oppression is broken. And yeah. I just wanted to spend a minute on that one and maybe get your thoughts on it too. But maybe it's because I'm late to the charismatic stream of the church. I mean, having grown up in like the holiness evangelical stream where the Holy Spirit was more something that just sealed you for a, like uh-huh. it, the Holy Spirit, he comforted you during this life mm-hmm. and then sealed you for the life mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, I wasn't given much of an empowerment understanding of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit... And it's not like I, I, that, the, that the Holy Spirit wants to do something and that he regularly wants to do something. And I think that too hit me while Joel was sharing, like, wherever Jesus shows up, there's an opportunity for oppression to be broken, mm-hmm. something that's like the yoke mm-hmm. that's on our back to be lifted. And, and I just was reminded, like, oh, God, may I be that anticipatory of yeah. that, the fact that what you want to do in a, in a room or in a mm-hmm. place or in a situation or in a relationship mm-hmm. or in a mistake I made, how you want to redeem it, mm-hmm. like, you're so present to that. And you, you do lift burdens. You don't just, we're not living in karma, we're living in a grace. Mm-hmm. And Joel's thing just lit me up on that yet again so mm-hmm. i thought it was fun yeah yeah i think it's it's really powerful how like yeah sometimes we sometimes yeah we just need to step out in faith and sometimes you don't know what god's been doing in that person's life and in heart and i just love that illustration of the story where he was just like i was scared it was you know on the beach in like la and i all i just said was like you know, God loves you or something like that. And it, it really impacted the, the guy. And, um, but yeah, but also, yeah, realizing on the big scale and big picture of the world, um, that yeah, God is moving and it doesn't matter, you know, with COVID restrictions and with everything going on, I was thinking, wow, like God in the kingdom of God is not confined to, to anything. And we even see that, you know, in the past with like, I, I think of like the, underground church in China, right? How many times have there's just so much oppression, but like they just grew, you know, so much. And so no matter what's going on in the world, God really can move and do amazing things. I love the way you started that. Um, 
if we're willing, like you use Joel's story of like, I was so scared. I went to Hollywood to be an evangelist. I didn't know what to do. I was locked up emotionally. And all of a sudden a guy walks by and I just say simply like you're loved or something like that. And then you get this wildly mm-hmm. disproportionate reaction. I, I love that story, but it makes me reflect on on how much I don't do that, right? Like, so for instance, I'm flying back from Seattle on Saturday, this past Saturday, and um, I'm the type that when I'm in a location, I give 100% while I'm there, maybe 106%, I don't know. (laughs) And so when I get on a plane, I tend to use planes to decompress and beat on myself. Mm -hmm. I have those nice noise-canceling headphones, right? So, and I kind of have a deal. Let me sleep, let me No one can get a hold of me, my phone's not ringing, no one's texting me, my Instagram feed isn't lit up. I don't have to TikTok that day. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in. Drew, our cameraman, is laughing. Uh, he's like trying to get my TikTok feed right now. But all that to say, um, I just was in that mode of like, oh, like I sometimes pray when I go on the plane. Oh, Jesus, please don't try to use me now. I went like four hours. Is it this bad? This is my to- time off. <laughs> it's like you're teaching pastor confessing his lack of giftedness in evangelism. Um, actually, I'm, as you can imagine, I'm having fun here because I do try to be present to people around me. And the person next to me, long flight, you know, um, person next to me went to order some food only to find out that everything's now contactless on the plane. You can't, unless you pre-entered your credit card before you got on the flight, you can't buy anything, no cash, et cetera. And, you know, all I did was like, hey, put it, put it, put it on my seat. Like, in other words, I have my credit card, yeah. and, I, and I just said to the flight attendant, uh, put it on my seat. And man, the guy would not stop talking. When I say put it on my seat, in other words, put it on my tab. Yeah, um, yeah. The guy would not stop. Like, he wow, it opened that him up in so the much. sense of, I don't. It was so disproportionate. What I'm trying to get at here is not so much self-aggrandizing as much as saying the disproportionate effect it had for a complete stranger mm-hmm. to spend eight bucks on him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, was and he could not stop talking about how man, they're just not people in the world anymore who are keeping their eyes mm-hmm. open, keeping their heads up for others. Mm-hmm. And the whole flight, and he had his girlfriend next to him. And I think when they were off the plane, they go, "Mr. James, it was so <laughs> nice to." I felt like, am I like Aww. ninety that you're calling me, Mr. James? Sorry, I'm drawn away from the Holy Spirit's point here by reflecting no, on being Mr. James. I think they just and, really that really touched them and meant a lot that they like really respected. You. That's right, and we do and, it. I mean, we do that stuff around here, like we encourage everyone in this church like occasionally just buy the coffee of the person mm-hmm. behind you so at mm-hmm. one level it was not any heroic gesture on my mm-hmm. part it's just part of the muscle memory mm-hmm. of being part of a community where we think about this kind of yeah. stuff and but yet joel comes in and he's like that <laughs> he's like that <laughs> that times like but yeah exactly like <laughs> times like 10 uh, i i went out with some with some friends um to like a restaurant and i was just like man do i talk to this person or do it like mm-hmm. like those thoughts come to and i i struggle with that sometimes so like okay god do you want me to say something or, or not and mm-hmm. what do i say <laughs> if yeah. if you want me to say anything you know that's right and uh, surprising acts of kindness that's yes. in other words when i'm in that moment and i'm sensing something but the words aren't coming to me or something i will then default to an mm-hmm. act of kindness or something yeah. so yeah. um so that some gestures don't Done that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. can work with, right? And so I think that's that's I mean, getting back to our point there, Joel comes in and reminds you like no small thing goes unused by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And even if it's as simple as saying, you know, God loves you. And so mm-hmm. I just want to remind us as a community, like that's that's worth us getting inspired mm-hmm. over. And the last point that I heard Joel make was um, and it struck me, and I, I literally like I go home and reflect on uh on what we hear on Sundays and 
just a reminder that God's kingdom is constantly increasing. And first of all, to get over the sadness and the depression that our news cycle puts us in, Mm -hmm. that the world is constantly getting worse, or um, things are going sideways on us, or the unrighteous are... um, Uh, taking over or something. That is a constant message if we tune into it. But there is a reminder that Joel did, and you often hear this from Barry and Kevin as well. The world is becoming a better place because God's actively at work in it. We just simply can't see those things as much, and they're not talked about or heralded. Mm -hmm. They don't make the news cycle in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just was reminded of that. Like I am going to concentrate this season on looking for where God is actually at work in the world um, Mm -hmm. versus the struggles. Now, that's hard because sometimes I turn the news on on my drive in to work just to get caught up on what's going on. And um, I have to tell you, man, you have to push past so many of the the white noise and the voices that are out there. Mm -hmm. But recognize God's kingdom is increasing. It Mm -hmm. makes me happy. I think a personal takeaway for me is just re-entering that, okay, God, use me and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in prayer. And um, also that anticipation and hope of, you know what, as I step out, I'm going to trust God to yeah. just to work and, and also to let it come naturally too, That's like right. for us each individually. But, but I, I felt like I, I purposed in my heart. I was came away encouraged, but I purposed also in my heart of like, you know what, I really do want to be in prayer and be a light to yeah. um, specific people that God has placed in my in my life. That makes me happy. And I'll end with this, that in Isaiah 9, Joel's passage says, and the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And I'm reminded that that doesn't mean that the Lord's not going to use this, because I actually think the zeal of the Lord is to make us His vessels in this mm-hmm. world, right? And so that's why I love like your takeaway was, um, okay, Lord, I'm available. And that's the zeal of the Lord is like, behold, I look for someone to stand in the gap mm-hmm. and I found none, right? That's that's the Lord's desire is for us to be able to be used like that. So I agree with you. My takeaway was preparedness or readiness or availability to the Spirit. And, um, and I hope that's all of us in the community mm-hmm. of what we're about in this season. Mm-hmm. I want to end by saying thank you to Lauren. Many of you don't know this, but the person who was supposed to do this podcast with me today got tied up and I was going to make Drew, our camera guy, do it with me. Drew, you should be thankful that Lauren's sacrificial heart, Lauren heard me. Um, I'm not the panic type. Uh, matter of fact, you know, my car got stolen on Monday night. I kid you no. not. My car got stolen and I, 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 you know, I'm just oh like, gosh. Jesus, what are you going to do with this? I'm just not the worrying type. Wow. Like, I should probably be more worried about what I'm well, going to do or where my great. car is at. It's your gifting, I guess. Oh, it's a gifting or else just <laughs> a numbness. I don't know. It's like so much going on. But all that to say, um, I'm not the worrying type, but Lauren could sense that. Is Jim going to sit on that podcast? Maybe you were more worried about what a lousy podcast it would be if Jim no, was alone. No, I was like, well, you know what? The sermon really touched me. So, yeah. I'll, sure, I'll sit in. Well, I deeply appreciate it. You're, it's awesome. Awesome sauce. Anyway, we hope you have an awesome week. Please continue to take part in our Advent series. Um, next week, this coming week, we're diving in with uh, Kevin doing a pre- um, speaking this week. And then we're going to get into, remember, the 23rd and 24th are our Christmas Eve services. And we we encourage you to go to the website and pick a pick a time slot so we have an idea of when mm-hmm. people are going to be there. It would mean a lot to us right now. Hey, thanks and have an awesome week. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us 
by visiting EffortaCommunityChurch.com. Community